let's get racing. Drivers, start your engines. But you, you fine folk, I want you to pump the brakes because we're going to wave the red flag because you are listening to the Red Flag Podcast with Hot Wheels along with a couple of other fine folks I have here. But I'm not going to do the introductions this time because I have a man that does it way better than I do. So I'm going to let... Mr. Logan Morris, do a little bit of introductions for us. Well, I'll be glad to do that. And while I'm doing these introductions, because I'm long-winded, you guys can take a second, share it out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't you worry about it. Make it quickly, make it quickly. Well, first we got to introduce, because he's, he's the rookie. He's the rookie on the squad. He is the Christopher Bell of this show. He's the Tyler Reddick of this show. We hope he's not the John Hunter Nemechek of this show. God love you, John Hunter. We really, really hope that he's not that sort of way. I'm talking about the main man. The man... With more sex appeal than Blaney. The man that holds down the car better than Newman. Ryan, King of the Hill, how are you, sir? I'm doing mighty fine. Thanks for that amazing introduction. I am going for Rookie of the Year here. Well, we'll see. Uh, look, I, I behave like a rookie given my, given my attendance and my tardiness, and I do deeply apologize for that. Uh, I'll be frank with you. I got caught in some traffic, boys. I was down there at the red light, uh, just right, right outside the sign, and that sucker was at a crawl. It was at a crawl. I mean, it. I could have got out walked quicker, and that says a lot about me, given you know <laughs> the cerebral palsy situation. But before we go any further, we have to introduce the host with the most. Uh, we're talking about a guy. Mm, he Hot Wheels himself. Look, he could put he could put the car company out of business. That's how big league he is. I'm talking about Travis. Talk a lot, gnarly, gnarly, gnarly. Ain't never took a nap in his life during the race. I would hope not. Napper. No. Not at all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Logan Morris. Oh, it's good to be back in full strength with you boys. Oh, full First strength. First time ever. Brother. All three brother, of us here. Brother. Yeah. All right. Calm down. Logan. Sorry. Calm down. I, was, I was getting my flex on. <laughs> but since you are back, Mr. Logan, I have to. Did I ever leave? Did you ever leave? Some, some say I some say I live here. I might as well pack a cot. I'll tell you, you're here every time I'm here. So that's what I that don't know cot in the break room is for. Damn, you just snitched on me. I'm sorry. Don't you be looking under it though. Yeah. I got some serious good little worries <laughs> there. But since you did unfortunately miss the last show, we'd love to get your thoughts on some of the things that we did get to talk about last week. Starting off with the Bubba Wallace story. So for those who did not get to watch our show last week. We talked about Bubba Wallace and the unfortunate noose situation that happened at Talladega. There was a noose that was found, or a rope pull that was found in the shape of a noose in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace. It has been since deemed that it was not a hate crime. It was not aimed at Bubba Wallace, that the noose had been there since October of 2019, and that nothing was going to be done about it. It was already there. It was not aimed at him. So what are your initial reactions, or what were your initial reactions to that story, Logan? Well, you know, step number one was I'm thankful it wasn't a hate crime. That is that is the most important thing. Now, the one bright side of that horrible, horrendous, and heinous scenario is that it had NASCAR come together like never before. I mean, Richard Petty even made the trip up that Monday morning for the, the what would be the rained-out race. And it was such an incredible showing of support and love and what, what this country, what this sport desperately needs. I want to know myself, why was it tied in the shape of a noose? If you can't figure out why that might not be a good look. I got oceanfront property to sell you in Arizona, thanks. Uh, that just, it, I, again, I'm glad there was no malice behind it. I hope there was no malice behind it because it has been there at least since October 2019. Uh, Pockridge found a, a photo on his phone from uh, of it from October 2019 where, where our culture was much different than it is now in terms of the heightened racial tensions we are going, currently going through as a country. I still would love to know why a noose was there because, like, just just why'd you tie it that way? You couldn't have tied it any other way. I mean, were you were you showing off at the at the you know the flag rally there? I I just don't I don't understand it. I find that offensive. But I but I'll focus on the positive of the fact that it was not a hate crime, and even if it was very distasteful and it is, at least it didn't take place during these times of heightened racial sensitivity because it would be really it would be as bad as it looks anyway. 
it would look that much worse if it took place during the actual heightened racial tensions that we're currently facing as a country. So I'm just thrilled that uh, NASCAR came together. We had that beautiful showing, a very emotional moment uh, of the entire garage pushing Bubba to the front there, and just just incredible. I'm going to focus on the positives and. Not to say that this conversation doesn't need to take place, it does, but I can't wait till hopefully we just get back to racing. You know what I mean? I cannot wait for that because I can't wait till Bubba Wallace is just another one of the guys again. Not because, again, this country, this conversation has to take place, but it's like I can't wait till NASCAR hits the hits the point, the stride of like, who cares if Daniel Suarez is Hispanic? Who cares if Bubba Wallace is African American? So I look forward to getting back to racing, which is what we did. That's what happened at Pocono, but I don't want to take over your show, Napper. Kick it back to you. All righty. Well, we are going to talk a little bit more about that subject because before the Pocono race, there were some comments that were made, and I think very strong comments made by Mike Joy, one of the announcers of NASCAR, uh, alongside Jeff Gordon. And I loved what he had to say, and I'll read you just a quick snippet from popculture.com. We said, pundits that don't know Rusty Wallace from Bubba Wallace from Bubba Watson or Bubba Pollard have all weighed in as they try to settle on the answers to two questions. First, was this a Jesse Smollett-style grab for attention? Absolutely not. The drivers are not allowed in the garage area during the pandemic. Wallace never saw the noose, only was told about it. He also explained that NASCAR reacted appropriately considering that there were protesters outside of Talladega Super Speedway as well as a massive Confederate flag flying over the track. And the minute he ended his comments, I loved every bit of it because he's absolutely right, and especially with the Justice Smollett thing, because we and I, we, you and I talked about this last week, is is it a Justice Smollett situation? Does it look like it could be a Justice Smollett situation? And the answer is no. He had no knowledge of it taking place until – NASCAR informed him there like Mike Joy just said there are not even allowed in the garage area so for anybody that thinks this was a hoax thinks this was a planted situation sorry I hate to burst your bubble but it's not happening it didn't happen that way and I love that he has explicitly commented on how NASCAR reacted and even the president of NASCAR admitted he wished they had said allegedly which I think is very key, and I, I agree with him. I wish they had maybe said that it was an alleged act instead of just going full force and saying that it was an act against Bubba Wallace. But even still, they felt like one of their drivers was being targeted just like any company would that felt one of their employees was either in danger, was being targeted, was being just looked at wrong, and they protected him. Now, if it was a planted situation, was would NASCAR be in the right to go against him and to take care of that? Absolutely. But for now, until we knew something else, they had to protect him. So what do you guys think about that? Uh, I, I've talked plenty here, so I'll let Ryan Hill get, get on the board here. Come on now, Rook. Time we okay. take the draft. So I, I, I enjoyed how Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon came together there and NASCAR really spoke well of it and addressed the situation. Because like we said, Bubba Wallace did not plant this. The drivers can't even get into the garage areas with all this COVID stuff going on right now. So there was no way that this was related to a Jesse Small situation. And NASCAR stepping up and take and having Bubba Wallace's back was a huge accomplishment there in the sport. So I think they did exactly what they had to do. They addressed the situation and now it's time to hopefully move on, and unless anything else comes out, which I don't see anything coming out at this moment or any time in the near future, hopefully not. The only thing that did come out is that I believe they did say they found another style noose in a Sonoma. I think it was in Sonoma. They, I did read that they found one, and that was actually laying on the track. Yeah, I believe so. That's the only thing that's come out since, but nothing has been said that they're going to do anything about it or whether or not. They feel it was. I feel like that one got swept under the rug too, because like it did seem like it did. That also happened right after the Talladega incident, and it was not broadcasted as much. But they weren't racing at Sonoma. We were at Talladega that weekend, and that's what was going on. And I think in some ways, and I don't, I don't want to sound out of turn or 
impolite here, but I think in some ways they don't want to broadcast that as much because it's like we already got this on our hands. We're going to focus on what the president is, and we'll see what – like who knows what the Sonoma situation was. Again, I don't know what NASCAR and Nooses apparently go together like peanut butter and jelly here lately, but it's got to stop, number one. Um, it just – Mike Joy's comments were, were perfect. Because it would be easy to somewhat overreact in that situation, and damn it, you should. Especially under, like I said, the current scrutiny we're at, we're under as a country. Right. You should. And and Bubba Wallace is the lone African American driver in the top series of the sport. Like, yeah, a message needs to be sent in strong. That's why I personally thought, get be unfortunately, because of the very insensitive history of NASCAR. I noticed how I, I took a minute to select that word. Well done. I, I thought, which is something I don't usually do on Tuesdays, <laughs> uh, I, but this is a very serious topic. That's why I thought that Kyle Larson uh, needed a steeper penalty, needed a, needed a steeper message sent. And it's not even because uh, it's not even because of what was said or what wasn't said or the context or anything like that. It's because NASCAR, unfortunately, is so tied to insensitivity and undiversity that it's time to send that message that the sport has changed. And I thought, like, I felt like Kyle Larson got a bit of a slap on the wrist, and I, and I, I expect Kyle Larson to someday be back in the, in the Premier Series. And if he's earned that right and done the right thing since sensitivity training and, and really proved that he can change, and, and and I believe he's just 26 years old, so I do believe it's possible. Then yes, but I, I, that I thought, in a way, this situation, again, gonna gonna sound a little controversial. This situation. Gave NASCAR a much-needed second chance to prove that we're not that anymore if we ever were that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's a good thing. This is where it came out. Please don't take that out of context, people. I know someone's going, I can't believe he just said that. Because honestly, they kind of they kind of fumbled the Larson situation. You know, yes, he was. But the only reason, it's not like NASCAR put a mandated suspension on it. The reason all these things came down is because sponsors started pulling out. Right. You know, that. Credit One Bank pulled out, McDonald's pulled out, and hey, I got McKenzie back out of the deal, and I'll take it. <laughs> it was it was also hard times too with NASCAR not being actively driving at the time, so they were kind of under the radar. But I agree with you; they did. It, it was a felt, slap on the it wrist. It felt like a slap on the wrist, and so, like yeah. I said, the only quote unquote bright side of this horrendous and heinous situation, and again, I'm not suggesting that it should have happened. I'm not suggesting it was okay. But it gave NASCAR that much-needed second chance to prove that, hey, we're not that if we ever were that. Because people, you know, talk about the old-school thing in NASCAR. And, again, and I said this two weeks ago when when Napper and I debuted this show. If you like NASCAR because of, quote-unquote, Southern pride, remain that way. That flag doesn't represent Southern pride, I hate to tell you. Be, be proud of being from the South because you're proud of being from the South. Right. Be proud of being from Ohio like we are because we're from Ohio. Like, th- that that flag that was around for, like, less than five years isn't something that, like, the, the irony of these things. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to downgrade anyone's view, but let's think about this. Most of the people that are that way are very patriotic, looking forward to a great Fourth of July celebration. I know I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. That flag represents somebody that left this country and, and wasn't okay with what this country was doing. What in the hell are we doing? Exactly. Why does anybody care? And then especially, I'll hear you if you're from the South, fine. But I can't stand some Joe Blow up here in Ohio going, well, it represents Southern pride. And exactly when did you live there, buddy? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't get it. Like Again, I'll hear that argument from someone that has lived there and been steeped in that tradition, fine. I don't agree with it, but at least that person's been there. Some Joe Blow from Ohio going, well, it's, it's Southern pride, and you live where? The Midwest. Thank you very much. So have your pride and your cake, too. <laughs> but I'm getting off on a tangent, as I often do. Uh, it's just a frustrating topic because it, it's like, it it's not about, and I thought Bubba did a great job of clarifying this in, 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 in post-interviews, post the OG Don one. It's not about closing the door on the past or closing the door on an old-school fan. It's just about trying to open up the door to the new fan, and right. if you and if you weren't, I don't care what your views are on the the Black Lives Matter movement. I hope it's a good one, personally. Right. But I'm saying if you didn't get inspired and hopeful based on that scene, where he walks up to a bunch of 
a bunch of African Americans who are wearing Black Lives Matter gear and they're inspired and they're calling Bubba a hero and and things of that nature. I don't care what your view on the movement is. Again, I hope it's a, you know, what side of history do you want to be on? But if you're not inspired by that, I don't get it. I, I don't get like, it. We're, we're, just now thinking about it. We're, 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 we're opening up to a whole new demographic. And damn it, just if you want the sport to survive, NASCAR needs that. Absolutely. Uh, like the you're culture, not going to survive by sticking in your little bubble anymore. Yeah, the, cult, the culture war aside, NASCAR needs a more diverse driver pool. They need a more diverse fan base. And we need they need to be the ultimate symbol of you can still have your quote-unquote pride, but we can do it in an unhateful way. I don't I don't see why that's an issue. I don't get it. But back to you, Napper. I'm on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so we were actually kind of talking about Kyle Larson before we kicked off the show. Do you think there's any sort of chance that he ends up in a car this time next year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really do. Any uh, chances to 48? No. He's he's done in a top ride. When I say chances he's in a car, I mean a lower funded car like Kurt Busch was at the height of his of his outlaw behavior and like Phoenix Racing. Don't don't be surprised if you see a Gaunt Brothers racing who Daniel Suarez is currently driving for take a shot on him if Suarez were to decide to exit out of this year, which is what he, like let's be honest, that's what he would hope to do because the Gaunt Brothers racing is a very underfunded team. Don't be surprised if the day comes that. If Bubba is out of the 43, that a, that a lower-funded team like a Richard Petty, depending on what their funding will be after all this, would take a chance on that. The, the lower-funded teams, the front-row motorsports, but no, his days as a top ride are completely over. Because no matter what, whether he can change or not, that's not for me to decide. That's not for me to tell. That's between him and and maybe the African-American community, neither of which I'm a part of. So I, So that's his business. But it's one of those things that it's one of those things that he can't be a top ride anymore. Um, he 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 can't. You just don't have the ability to to sell sponsorship. We're wrestling fans in here. I'm a huge Hulk Hogan guy. We all know what happened with Hulk Hogan. Right. And Hulk Hogan is brought back in very select cities and very select towns, so the pop is a little bit more respectable. Because I remember one time, and again, not to get on a wrestling tangent, but The Miz brought his name up in California, a very liberal place, and Hulk Hogan was booed. Um, it was a few months ago in November. So it's it's one of those things that, again, he's not going to sell to mainstream sponsors anymore. McDonald's is not going to want him. Greta One Bank is not going to want him. I don't know what company would, but for better or worse, there are companies that would take a shot. Right. You see, Corey LaJoy is, is going to be supported by a Trump super PAC uh, this, this weekend. So there is a lane back, for better or worse. It's just, no, it's not going to be the 48. There's just no way the 48 represents too much good. I completely agree. So with that being said, we're going to kick it off into stuff that is actually fun to talk about. Really? Really? I swear it's actually coming. I swear. Not that I don't enjoy talking, you know, like, like you said, these conversations do need to be had. Um, but we do want to make sure that we still talk about that sport that we all love. Yeah, the whole love. reason we're here, really. The whole reason we're here. So with that, we are going to talk about it because I'm going to give you a little bit more time to talk because we gave our picks for the playoffs last week. Oh and I would love to hear what you have to say oh, because yeah. yes, sir. I'll give a little bit of a, you know, spoiler Nothing new really changed. There were no new winners at Pocono. So there were none. You don't really have anybody that filled the spot, so lay it on you. Well, you well first I, I'd be doing a I'd I'd be doing a serious disservice to myself if I didn't say the Peyton Arena lore, who I know very well, and somehow <laughs> tolerates me, says I doubt Larson comes back next year, maybe in two or three. She's an NASCAR fan, boys. I turned her on to it. Actually, yes, I did. I did. She's looking Kudos forward to it. see you. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a hell of a guy. <laughs> so, well, we're glad she's watching. So thank you, Peyton, for watching. Thank you for commenting. Uh, I would just be a dessert. I'd have a phone I figured call. I'd let you yeah. have that. I, I noticed yeah. it, but I figured I'd let you. I, I, I thought that's what you were ooing about. I saw you go. And I was like, yeah, that's right. She, she, she's, she's much quieter than I am. Every now and again, she pops up. And I get scared. Oh. 
no inappropriate comments today. That'll be on Logan Andy Tuesdays, five days. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, look, the playoffs, you know, you've got, what, the five already filled in? Lay them on me. Who, yeah, who are, who are, you have eight, eight that are already filled so, in. I, I so. said five. I said eight. Sleep's ever in. So. <laughs> Kevin Harvick is already in. Ryan Blaney is already in. Brad mm. Keselowski is already in. Chase, Danny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Martin Truex, and Alex Bowman. All right, well, I'll, I'll lay the rest on you. I'll lay the rest on you, and I'll, I want you guys to count some fingers. All right, because I got what I got. I eight, got eight more to count. Eight, eight more to list, all right? I got Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, kind of the obvious. You know, that's that's pretty – They're pretty up there in point standings, too, so I mean, they're pretty they're, locked they're in. Up, they're points. actually sitting at 10th and 11th right, right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, I, I got Jimmy Johnson. He is Jimmy Johnson. I got Matt Kenseth. I got Ryan Newman. I mean, we got we got five. We got five. We, got we five. need three more. We got five. I got Bubba Wallace. I think they're going to make a run at it. I got Matt, Matt DiBenedetto. And then for the last one, the last spot, Tyler Reddick. Okay. So, so we got Eric you had Amarillo. everybody except three people that are currently sitting in it. So Eric Amarillo is sitting in ninth. I agree he's not going to make it. So like, Because people forget just how crazy it's going to get come playoff time. There's yeah. always that Talladega that looms. And then, by the way, I think the last race before the playoffs this year because of the new schedule – Daytona. 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 So hold on to your butts. I mean, we and have let's f- grab some upholstery while we're at it. Clint Boyer, I think he's got a shot yeah. just because he's had such a great resurgence since he's joined Stuart Haas. But I, I like Ryan Newman. I think that's a good dark horse kind of pick to make for that one. And the only other one was William Byron, who I have to agree, that one's starting to look a little bad for my from my picks. They just, Canals and Byron haven't found that same Jimmy and, and Canals-esque thing. Not that they had it in the last few years either, because keep in mind, Jimmy's on what now, 106 race losing streak? Yeah, it's yeah. That, that dates back to a lot of Canals races. So, but Byron's still just a, you know, he's just, he's just got that tender age. And look how long it took Chase to figure it out. To really become a winner. They just and, can't get out of their own way. And so just, I mean, just a little time. Just a little time. Little take. What about you? What do you think of William Byron? I like the kid. I think he's got a lot of talent, and he's ran well for a good part of the season. It's just some late race incident he'll get caught up in. I mean, he had a spin out a couple weeks ago. I can't remember exactly which track it was, but he was running up there in the top five, top ten. It's just pit road issues, on-track incidents, or car failures. It's really hindered his season. Outside of that, I think he's ran well. His finishes don't show for it, which is sad for him. He's a great eye racer, though. Yeah. I will say the interesting thing is, last week, you picked Jimmy Johnson. I did. I picked Matt Kenseth. We didn't pick the other one to make it, but you picked both. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm not – look, those veterans, especially Jimmy Johnson, I'm not sure about Kenseth yet because he's in an adjustment period still. And I think, I, think, I think Pocono kind of proved that if he had some practice time – the results would be a little different because he, he followed that 11th place up, up with a 12th place finish, which is, I know we get a little tough stuff. You know, if it's not the top 10, it's garbage. That's not really true because 16 players, 16 drivers make the playoffs. So there's nothing wrong with some top 15 if you need it. Uh, Peyton again commented, Jimmy won't make it. He's washed again. Peyton's Ouch. leaning away with the hot takes. His final she, season. He's not is, making it. <laughs> she is. She is absolutely dropping hot takes here. Look out Tanner. <laughs> uh, tell you, she she is not a she's not a Jimmy fan. Like she, I think she likes him personally, but she just thinks he's the drizzling poos when it comes to his current driving ability. Well, but I she, agreed but, with her, but I don't get, think he's going to make it. Either. But Love she it. gets on me all the time because because we play a fantasy league and I'm still picking guys like Kenseth and Kurt Busch. Yeah. She's like, well, they never win. I'm like, well, Kurt Busch did win last year at Kentucky, so they can they can still. And again, Matt Kenseth was getting better results out of an underfunded six car. Give him some time. Don't give up on the man. I, I've given up on him. I have. Yeah, no one cares. I'm not like you. I, I, I said don't. I said I, don't. I have. Why? I just don't why? see the chemistry there. I mean, he's not clicking in that 42 car. Now you see why I wanted him back on the show? Yeah, because now I get double teamed here. Uh-huh. This is fun. All right, first of all, crazy. Secondly, uh, secondly, here's the thing. Here's the deal. Matt Kenseth, you got to give him a little time. There's no way. There's just no way. If there's that much of a discrepancy within teams between Kurt Busch, who's still in the top 10, and Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth's got 39 wins. He's got a championship. He's got a boatload of top 10s. His What was thought to be his final race at Homestead in 2018, he got a sixth-place finish in that underfunded six car. Why were they underfunded? Because he, he, not Ryan Newman, who I love very much, 
brought Oscar Mayer and Wendy Rewards to that team because Trevor Bain was a dumpster fire. Yes, he was. And so the cat in the hat's like, man, I need a favor. <laughs> I need a favor. We are in deep here, boys. So if he can get respectable results out of that six car, which we, he was doing in the second half of that, that what was thought to be his final season, look, that 42 may not be a Hendrick ride, but it's not a Roush ride. No. A, that's very true. Kyle Larson was doing very well in that so, ride beforehand. So you just got to give a little time. And I, I mean, and so I, oh, and by the way, the last race is Daytona. That that's his chance. I yep. think I, that's I, it. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. We already got a two and a half mile track, and with two, we had we just had two two and a half miles with the double dip it up Pocono. Yep. What's the brakeyard? Another two and a half. Give it give it a little time. Look, there's a reason you're a rookie. Follow us, vets. We'll figure it out. <laughs> just take the draft here. Don't worry, your time will come. Hey, yeah. We will find out by the end of the season. Look, I'm here to tell you that he's at 39 wins right now. Whether he makes the playoffs or not, you heard it here first. Here's a, here's a little game take. He will have win number 40 by the by the end of the season. Whether he makes the playoffs. Chief magic happened. Uh-huh. So what are your guys' thoughts on what happened on day one of Kevin Harvick pulling off the win at Pocono? I personally love it. Even if it was not a new winner, it was a lot. Still pretty interesting. Of course, Mother Nature had to put her foot in the door again of NASCAR oh, getting all Every the way week. through that door. Can, can we get to a race weekend here without without some weather? I think Mother Nature just hates NASCAR. Because Cody's sitting on the side here, big NASCAR fan as well, by the way. So we have we got to get him to guest star. Yeah. Uh, and and we just we talk every week about Mother Lover. This lightning rain, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't go away. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Eight kick, races. I'm gonna kick rocks and some flip flops, boys. Uh, look, Pocono one was. Here's here's the thing. I'm so tired of seeing the same winners. It was a good race. So am I. I am so sick to death of seeing. That's the one thing that NASCAR is lacking as a product is more uh, of a diverse talent pool in terms of winning. For God's sake, I can't. You can't rig it. I know, but it's just. Mm. All right, Kevin Harvick mean, wins again. Seems like. Nobody else is doing sports. Let's rig it. Let's make it really interesting. Let's rig it, pal. <laughs> uh, just, it, it just, I, I don't, I don't, mm, I've, I've seen Kevin Harvick quite enough. Let's pull, uh, let's pull events. Let's make it a, a screw job. And I was beginning to wonder if he, I was beginning to win, I was beginning to wonder if he might win Pocono too. But first of all, Pocono won. Yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting race, a uh, good race. One thing that stuck out to me was Michael McDowell, the eighth place finish at that day one. We weren't able to follow it up day two, but I mean that's a great run for that front row motorsports team. They're underfunded and, and they need they need those top ten finishes. So that was really cool to see. By the way, fun fact: he's NASCAR's ordained minister. Uh, he's he's the backup to uh, one Morgan Shepherd. If you if you didn't know that, I just dropped some knowledge on you boys. So I love yeah, it. there you go. I love yeah, it. That whole traveling something to new every day. Yeah, what do you think about Pocono? Or Pocono, yeah, Pocono day one. Uh-huh. Well, Pocono English. English. Pocono day one. It's Obviously, I'm known to not being a fan of Pocono, but a lot of strategy played out in that race, and Kevin Harvick pulled it off him and Denny Hamlin. They had a fight to the finish there. thought Denny, if we had another lap or two, he probably would have caught Kevin. But I'm with you guys. I mean, we heard that a lot this weekend. Yeah, that's all we've seen this weekend. But we keep having the same winners. Kevin Harvick's got his third win. We'll get on to Denny Hamlin winning the next one with his fourth of the season. Who came in second on day one, by the way. Yeah, I mean, my my shocker of the week was obviously Christopher Bell. He had a great race on Saturday, followed, finished fourth, and then Michael McDowell. I think my disappointment for day one had to be the whole Chevy crew. I mean, the yeah. first one was your guys' Matt Kenseth here mm-hmm. in 11th place outside of that. Yeah. So just just say who was first again among the Chevys. Matt Kenseth was Thanks. first in eleventh of the Chevys. They had a really off day. No, I didn't need to hear that last part. I, I wouldn't hear the first part. <laughs> <laughs> really bad day for the whole Chevy crew in general. And then my guy Joey Logano had a solid run going and blew a tire with about eight to go and finished thirty sixth. What a shame. Day one was rough. <laughs> can't, can't tell you I was upset about it because I, I matter of fact I damn sure wasn't. I was not upset at all. No, it was I. Especially because yep. our guy Chase Elliott finished ahead of him in that race. So and that's always good to see. I mean, when you're gonna I mean, slow, when you're gonna just slow a guy up on purpose because <laughs> you cost me a race, I'm gonna cost you a race. If you want a pout, <laughs> no. Here's the difference. Cost him a race because he made a, a mistake, a rookie move. He was too aggressive. Slagano just wanted to be butthurt. There's a difference. He did. Yeah. He did. Hey, 
that I I was talking with Travis here before the thing and the show today, and I was saying I don't blame Chase for making that move at Bristol. We all would have done it. Oh, absolutely. That's short track racing. That's two laps to go. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. But, but apparently Joey Slagana didn't get that. But day two. <laughs> so you did spoil it a little bit, but that's all right. Denny Hamlin did take take the win, and oddly enough, Kevin Harvick takes second place in a weird flip flop of the weekend. So I think my surprise is just the difference in spots between Chase Elliott on day one and day two. Gets a 25th place finish on day one. Gets a fourth place finish on day two. And again, Matt Benedetto, Tyler Reddick, I feel bad. I feel like I gave him the kiss of death last week because I named him Rookie of the Year today. And now he crashed twice. So I'm sorry. But... I mean, you did too. You gave him a kiss of death, and then you gave somebody else a kiss of death that I, I'm really happy about. I can't wait so to So why get... don't you go ahead and talk about that? I, everybody, I think we can all rejoice in this. I gave Kyle Busch the kiss of death over the weekend. I said, take it, hey. take it in, take it in. I will pick him every week if I know he's going to get crashed. And please, please do. Man, that, that was the highlight of my day because Pocono Day 2 was not any better for me. I had to listen to all my buddies who are Denny Hamlin fans. Go out there and win another race. Oh, yeah. Where did Joey finish? Well, can we just get on from that? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, we can't. We, we have a, we have We're a supposed to talk about okay, it. Okay, well, Joey, he got caught driving through too many pit stalls on pit road for some reason. <laughs> I just don't get it. But he only, he only goes slow on the track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was, he was going the speed limit. He just drove through too many pit stalls. I mean, 24th again. I mean, that was an awful weekend. We did get a stage win this weekend on day one. I will take it. And we followed up with... A second on, place. Are you on the Penske payroll? <laughs> <laughs> they should. I'm just checking. They really should. Uh, At this point, yes. Peyton says that Logan would marry Matt Kenseth if he could. Well, I mean, I could do worse. Look, credit one Baker, Donald, I'll take it. What a reception. That'd be double quarter pounder fries, boys. I, so, I think both of you I would. I, I think I like this Peyton watching the show, man. Uh, uh, calling it, you out. It scares me. I can't say any inappropriate things about women. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, you'll find a way. Sure. <laughs> Those monster energy girls. Woohoo! <laughs> Told you, he'd find a way. He would. Uh, so yeah. are you guys surprised that we didn't see a new winner? Very. Uh, especially day two where everybody had a chance to adjust. I'll tell you, I I thought, you know, that stage one was looking like Kurt Busch and Matt McCall had the, had the thing figured out. I was like, look, at, they led every lap of stage one. Now they, weren't, they hadn't fit. But I thought... And that just goes to show, here's the problem with this package, that clean air is such a difference. Because I think Kurt finished like 13th. He did. Yeah. And yet, in clean air, he was the most dominant car on the track for that first stage. And then he couldn't, and then he got in what, what we classify in NASCAR as dirty air. And then all of a sudden, it was not the same. But that's because we're driving 550 horsepower, mm-hmm. we can't pass, and like, be, I, and I, I shouldn't say we can't pass. I don't want to sound like Kyle Busch, who passes a ton of people every week. Thank God he Not crashed. this week. Thank God he crashed. Well, he passed him going back to the garage. I mean, passes and passes. It's a, he didn't even get yeah. to drive the car to the garage. That he was did, destroyed. He just sat there and stood. <laughs> he just sat there and stood. So, yeah, I was, I was surprised. Like I said, I thought Kurt Busch had a, had a good shot at it, uh, given his stage one dominance. And then, you know, I thought, all these teams have a chance to adjust, and I mean, you have the longest practice session of all time. I and I thought, I thought Kyle Busch, frankly, like we have to take our hatred out for a second, and believe me, I hate him as <laughs> long. But I thought he would be more dialed in because you have that, uh, you know, you have that whole race to go, that 325 to go back and look at, and then let's run it back 350. I thought Jimmy Johnson would be a little stronger because again, I thought the veterans would kind of, you know, rule the roost on on Sunday. Because they have what they desperately need—a practice session. Yeah. Because they're they're so wired. You got to keep in mind these guys are so wired. To, all right, we'll have a couple practices to dial it in. I mean, can you imagine the culture shock for a Kurt Busch, for a Kenseth, for a Newman that have literally done this for as long as we've been biting angles? Jimmy Johnson too. And now we don't get to practice, we don't get to qualify, we don't get those moments to to dial in the car. And so I thought, man, they'll show some on Sunday. 
They didn't. They, they really did. didn't. They didn't. Like I said, Kurt Busch had one good stage. Kenseth had a better result. Newman was okay. Jimmy was, you know. Jimmy he just, was, he fell off. He disappointed me this week, and I really thought he would put it together and win on Sunday. Let's not, let's not make Peyton think she's right. That's Yeah, that's let's tough. not do that. Let's not do that. No, I point. agree. I agree that he's, I agree that from a greatness standpoint, he's kind of washed, but he can, yeah. he can be as good once as he ever was for one more day. You know, Richard Petty was washed by the time he got his 200th win, but he still got it. And then ate fried chicken with Ronald Reagan. If there's not anything more Americana than that, by the way, it was on, it was on the 4th of July at Daytona. If there's not anything more Americana than Richard Petty getting his 200th win on the 4th of July and eating fried chicken with Ronald Reagan, I defy you, sir. Politics aside, that was freedom. There should have been a bald eagle just flying on the track. Hell yeah. I definitely agree with that. By the way, it's the King's 83rd birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday to the King. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, there's been no one better, okay? Okay. He, he loves to drop that okay at the end of a sentence. That's, he says okay. He just goes, okay. Look, look, I'm the King, okay? And when he says okay, it's one of those things where, do you understand what I'm saying? It's not that we disagree, it's that you can't. <laughs> so, so happy birthday to the king. It is his 83rd birthday. Well, he's certainly not going to get any complaints from me, or especially any disagreements. Peyton Lore, who I prefer to call Peter Henry, uh, says, hot take from a big Kyle Busch fan. That's true, boys. Oh, she says, KB doesn't win a race this year. I like that I, hot take. We can get on that one. That's I a, can get behind that, that hot take. That is, that, is, that is hotter than hot cakes right there. That's, we went to IHOP yesterday because she was craving crepes. Uh, I mean, we went to. I'm, we, I get outside here like at six after Lady Payne's done. And she goes, yeah. she goes. Can we go to IHOP? Do I really have a choice? No. Okay. No. Not no at all. I know the answer to that. Yeah. No, you don't. Well, you've been there. Cody, you've been there. Ryan, I've I bet you've been there. It's yeah. We, can we means get in the car. It's happening. <laughs> you have no choice. Get in the car means I didn't ask you. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. It means let's let's go. I asked you, but I didn't ask you. By the way, fun fact, Cody, that's 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 what I was doing when you messaged me, and I'm like, well, I'm not. I wanted to be home, and I'm not home. Okay. I got a I got a I got a big steak omelet. Sounds I'm an delicious. Omelet I'm, an omelet I'm, a, I'm an omelet guy. I love omelet. She got she got those crepes, and I had a few bites of those. And I got to admit, they're pretty big lady boys. Anyway, well, we're gonna change gears because I'm getting hungry now. Yeah. Yes, so thanks are. a lot. But, jeez, now I want an omelet. But we're gonna change gears a little bit into the weekend because we do have a race coming up. We do. It's amazing. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I want to bring up we'll is we talked about Kyle Busch. Obviously, we just talked. We, the hot take. Hot, J- take, hot take Peter Henry. <laughs> yes. So JGR is still having some issues, even in victory. Denny Hamlin gets the win on day two, but JGR is still struggling. Kyle and Martin Trex Jr. still kind of nowhere to be found. Are you guys worried about JGR right now? Except for, you know, obviously Denny Hamlin is very well locked into the playoffs, but I have to be concerned that JGR is not going to pull off the same level of performance they pulled off in the playoffs last year. That would be fine. I agree. But it's still very interesting to me how those three guys especially are not able to pull off anything remotely like what they did last year. What do you think? I'm loving it. I like that JGR is struggling. There's nothing better. There's a a lot of things that – there's a lot of things that make me really excited, and and JGR struggling is, is certainly one of those. There's just no doubt about it. It brings a smile to my uh, face. See, I just put it on the rundown so we could all say that, and so I can feel good about myself for a little while. Unify. Yes. There uh, it is. Uh, but you got to keep in mind that Eric Jones is kind of the redheaded stepchild of, of the crew, and really he's getting okay results. Mm-hmm. Martin Truex Jr. has had had his moments. Uh, Christopher Bell is in that Alliance car, Levine Family Racing, but really that's a, that's a, that's a worn-out Gibbs car is what that is. Let's, yeah. let's be frank. Uh, let's be Frank, let's be Peter, let's be John. So the thing about it is, it is yes, they are struggling to their usual dominance, but is it kind of like Jimmy Johnson in the sense of that they aren't as dominant as they used to be and we're just not used to that? They're not dominant. They're still very – like the playoff – like the goal for any playoff – for any drivers getting the playoffs, right? They're going to make it even if they don't win a race. They're going to make it off of points. They're going to be all right. 
So it's one it's one of those things that it's t- they've set a standard so high, like Jimmy Johnson. He set it, he set the standard so high that any fatigue, any fall off, when we go, they've fallen off a cliff. It's it's similar to Tom Brady in the NFL. He set the standard so high that now any 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 sign of trouble and people like me, oh believe me, I, I can't stand that fella. People like me <laughs> go, he's washed, he's done. So are they really struggling? And that's fair. It, what do you think? Are they really struggling? It's hard to say because it's their main players that are struggling. If it was the Christopher Bells and the Eric Jones that were struggling and we saw at least a win or two out of Martin Truex and we saw a win out of Kyle Busch, then you could maybe say they're not struggling. But for Kyle Busch especially to not even have a win up to this point, I know it's Kyle Busch and he can flip a switch on at any second and pull off a win, but it's still interesting to me that we're almost nearly actually probably at the halfway point and he still doesn't really have a win. And it's beautiful. It's we can beautiful. just repeat that, right? I wanted to say it again, yeah. Go ahead. He doesn't have a win. Kyle Bush doesn't have a win. It's absolutely beautiful. But it is concerning because especially it. if you're Martin Church Jr., because I almost feel like he is one of the ones where much like Denny Hamlin, who is putting on a great performance and never really gotten to that championship level yet, you kind of have to wonder if they're starting to look at this as, okay, do something for us. If you don't, you might be on the door out. And I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but you have to wonder if that's in the back of Martin Truex Jr.'s mind. If he doesn't start producing again, they could kick him to the curb because that championship didn't come from JGR, if I remember correctly. No, that was... Not from JGR. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you have to remember it's a, it's a, they're, they're in an odd situation anyway because Eric Jones is back on just a one year deal. Yeah, you know, so this is going to be a great silly season, by the way. I believe Kurt Busch is just doing one year deals with Ganassi and kind of taking it year by year. Uh, Matt Kenseth's future, I would assume he'll go back to retirement, but who knows? I didn't think he'd come out of it. So Matt Kenseth at forty two is going to be free. Daniel Suarez is on a one year deal. This is technically the last year of Bubba Wallace's contract. Jimmy Johnson, of course, is out of the 48 at the end of the season unless, I mean, given the odd circumstances, I guess you never say never currently, but it sure sounds like he's going to stand firm. And, uh, you know, it just goes on and on, it seems like, of, of guys that, uh, and I believe this is the, I don't know this for sure, so don't shoot the messenger if I'm wrong. I believe this might be Newman's last de- year under his current deal with Roush. I, I there, think you're right. I think there's an option for uh, 2021, I'm on the Roush stable if they, they so decide. But as far as a guaranteed contract, I believe Newman's in the final year of his contract. Right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts. I can't wait till we talk get closer to you know, the end of the season. We start talking more about silly season. But yeah, there's a lot to consider with Gibbs as far as you know, what's going on. I mean, Kyle Busch is kind of a cash cow. He's got his own energy drink. He of course has the very successful. Um, M&M's deal and just the entire I, who uh, what what company owns all that candy? Oh, who the hell is it? Oh, is it Marks? Is it uh, what? The, I'm not sure. Mars, Mars, Mars. Mars. Yeah, Mars. Uh, I think yeah. it's Mars Brands. He has a very successful and again he's got the Rowdy Energy deal and before that it was the Monster Energy deal, and so he he's not going to go anywhere because he's arguably the greatest driver of all time. Unfortunately, uh, Denny Hamlin. It is Mars. Mm-hmm. Oh, and here's another name. It just, it just Brad K is on the final final year his deal at Penske. I just I just called that. It'd be so awesome. So it's it's there's a lot there's a lot to look look forward to if you like silly season. But no, I'm not worried about Gibbs. I'm again. I think they just set such a dominant standard, and unfortunately, I think because you can't worry about Gibbs too much when Denny Hamlin is still dominating. That's true. You know, I mean. Martin Truex isn't doing that badly. No. Kyle Busch isn't even doing that badly. They've just set the standards. We've seen what Kyle Busch can do on Sunday before the crash with a little bit of practice. And it's not like he wasn't up there towards the front for most of – I believe it actually was the second day. He was up there pretty prominently. He was up there contending, and he was contending day one. And he just fell apart. And so, you know, like Toby Keith said, he may not be good as he once was, but he's as good once as he ever was. Uh, that's all it fine. takes. That applies, that applies to all of us in this room for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> but it's 
it is. It's it's, an, it's odd. It is odd that KB is, is struggling so hard. And I, when I say KB, I mean 18. If we're referring to KB, the other one, we'll call him KB, KB1. Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, you know, the outlaw. The outlaw. The, the outlaw is who he is. So he's a, he's a we, we almost forget about all that bad behavior. I think he needs Undertaker on the front of his car. That'd be, that'd be. I, I, I'm fine with that. Totally fine. With that. <laughs> I like Kurt a whole lot. Yes. I can't oh. stand Kyle. I can't stand. Because here's the problem. Here's which here's, is the weird thing for me. Like when they first were kind of in the same or in the cars together, <gasps> it was the opposite. I didn't mind Kyle, but I hated Kurt just because of his attitude. Now. Kyle adopted the attitude, and Kurt's become just such a crybaby. But no matter what, Kurt always felt like more of a badass. Yeah. Even if even if he was one, and felt like he had a more appeal, where where Kyle just doesn't have that, that look. Uh, let me see. Are we, still, are we having some streaming issues all of a sudden? It looks like see. it. Let me see. Make sure it's make sure it's working. Oh, baby, I'm ready, ready. Easy there. We got to get some yellow tape around his head next week. <laughs> so I like that idea. Uh, you know, you can't sleep on Matt Kenseth. He's got an average finish of like 11th around there. It, it, I'm just saying. I'm he does. just saying. He's I'm not just... saying he's going to win. I'm saying these are kind of dark horse picks. Ryan Newman, average finish of 13th. Previous winner. You know, these, Back in 13. These, these guys, these guys understand. But they're vets. They're vets. It's just, it is what it is. So we'll see what happens. So I've got KV1 officially. Mm-hmm. You've got Brad K. Napper, give us one more time your pick. Harvick. Harvick. Wow. I don't like you, sir. I don't like me either, but I cannot deny that they have been absolutely strong these last couple of weeks since we've kicked back off. It's, it's hard not to pick the consistent winners. He didn't even have the best card day one and still found a way to win. And, you know, it's – is this a track where you could see Byron maybe doing some things? That was going to be my other thought, um, just because it's it's strategy, and they, they've done fairly well at strategy. It's just a matter of finding that speed. Putting it together. But if it's a matter of strategy, I have no problems picking Chad Knauss to pull out the winning strategy any day of the week. I mean, even, he, even if he's not having Jimmy Johnson as his driver, that man is still a crew chief genius. He's kind of Bill Belichick, uh, Nick Saban-esque, isn't he? That's just right. Just a little bit, just without all the uh, scandals. Scandals. Well, Nick Saban's been overall scandal-free. Sorry, Bill. That's true. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, BB. Shots oh, fired. Sorry, but not sorry. Ouch. I, I'm sorry. I can't be. Moving on. You're not a Patriots fan, are you? Huh? We'll save that discussion for another time. You are? <laughs> you are. You are, aren't you? You are. And we got Cam Newton now. Oh, God. Logano, Patriot. You're just like on the I'm top the he- of the I'm the heel of everything, right? You're the heel. That's a great analogy. You are the heel of this show. That's right. I'll take it. <laughs> Grief. Oh. <laughs> if looks could kill, I would be dead right now. Yeah, pretty much. I'm glad you noticed. What are you looking at me for now? <laughs> What did I do? <laughs> it's not Tuesday. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. What else? Before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to talk about? So I, I guess we'll, we'll try to do a little bit quick edition of Red Flag, Green Flag, because there is some things I wanted to get your opinion on from last week. I, we I got opinions. I got opinions. So the first one is Red Flag, Green Flag, Tyler Reddick, even though I jinxed him and gave him the kiss of death. Do we think he's going to be rookie of the year? I think I red flagged it. I think you did too. So we're, we're – Sticking with it, we do think he's going to be rookie of the year. What are your thoughts? I absolutely play around with a hat over there. I absolutely think he's going to be uh, rookie of the year. I want to just go ahead and don't, don't be afraid to go check out Mojo Sports Gear. Don't be afraid. Oh, it's a, it's a, that's a Mojo Sports Gear hat, which you can get them a call at 614-864-6657. Don't be afraid. All right. Ding. Do I think that Tyler Reddick is going to be rookie of the year? Do I think that Tyler Reddick is going to be rookie of the year? Yeah, absolutely I do. He's gotten great. Let's keep mine. Daniel Hemrick was given one shot, and he didn't get that kind of results out of that ride. That RCR team is 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 kind of where Petty is. You know, once an elite team, once somebody to reckon with, and now they're not they're not bottom tier. They're not back marker like your Rick Ware racing and people of that nature, yeah. or your Gaunt Brothers racing, but they're a step above that. 
and he's getting great results. He's getting better results than Austin Dillon is, who, frankly, Austin Dillon wasn't the grandson of one Richard Childress, but he still has his ride. That is up for a great debate, and that's another story for another week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Reddick. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give that sucker the green flag. So, you know, absolutely. It's the red oh, flag bad, on this my, show. My bad. My bad. I do it, I do it opposite. I'm, still I'm, getting, back, I'm, still I'm as backwards I'm as I go. I'm still getting used to it. You used to mess up in DQ, no DQ. Thanks. Yeah. That's so, so, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to red flag. That's my, why he gave me the word. Yeah. yeah. I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to red flag. And absolutely Reddick, rookie of the year. All right, so the other one that we did last week that I wanted your opinion on, which you actually already gave it, so I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this, but red flag, green flag, Matt Kenseth and Jimmy Johnson are going to win a race by season's end. Not by the end of the playoffs, but by the end of the season, both will have racked up at least one win. Both no, Kenseth yes. Both no, no. I have more faith in Kenseth than I do Jimmy Johnson at this stage. So you think Jimmy Johnson's getting in on points? Mm -hmm. I do, I do. Uh, or if he, if he does win, it's not going to be because Jimmy Johnson had a race that he should have won. He survived a Daytona. So it's going to be like a Tony Stewart final. Yeah, win. He, he survived. It, Jimmy Johnson is done I being. Know, I don't know if he survives. He, I mean, he, yeah, he bumped Hamlin out of the way, but so that was a pretty impressive uh, win. Peyton Lore says Joey oh, Logano no. wins Indy. So Peyton oh, no. Lore's got Logano. I love that pick. I don't. She's got some great hot takes this week. She needs she to be on the show more often. She's going to be. We ought to. She's going to be our uh, resident super fan. We should. We should. We should. We should have her Skype in one week. Yes, I love that idea. Let's have her Skype in. Any week three. she's going to praise Logano and not Kyle Busch, she's welcome. And she likes Kyle Busch. She, does, she doesn't really like Logano, but she she's a, she's become a genuine fan. She makes genuine pets. I tell you, I'm done. This is I'm, exciting. I'm, I'm so proud of me. Yay! I'm proud of you. <laughs> we'll drink to that, boys. Nice job. All right, go ahead and give me another. So the next one is Denny Hamlin is a front runner to win the title this year. I mean, he he has the most wins. Oh, it's it's the deepest of red flags. It, I don't know if he will because again, who knows what happens to Phoenix, right? Yeah. But it's the deepest of red flags. Like it's the it's the most dark red you've ever seen. <laughs> like he looks he looks like what they want Kyle Busch to look like against. Yeah. You know. Hell, there's a reason the Jordan sponsors him. This is true. It is true. Just, just, yeah, he is the absolute front runner favorite, in my opinion. King of the Hill. As for me, this goes out to all my Denny Hamlin fans. I told you I'd give you your shout out. I believe that he is the front runner, so I will red flag it at this moment. It pains me to say this. I think right now the only person close to him is Kevin Harvick. It's those two, and then you got a big drop off right now. I think Denny Hamlin is. Racing a fabulous season this year so far. Will he piece it together? We've we seen a great year last year, and he just didn't finish it at the end. Will he put it together this year right now? It looks like it. So here's a question for you boys. I know we're in the middle of your segment, but I just want to know, because we've, we've clearly established Danny Hill and Harvick are kind of the big three right now. They're yeah. the big two, I should say. Who's third? Who is that third guy? I think it has to be Brad. Because he's got the second most wins, doesn't he? He's He's got two. He's tied with Logano right there at two. Both of his wins did come off of, I mean, Bristol. He won because Chase and Logano took each other out. He wouldn't but have won that the race. The only other one I can think of is probably Chase. Um, nothing against Logano, but Chase has been consistently dominant for the last, what, six weeks? He's I, been up towards the front every single time. He's had a chance to win at least five of the last six races, so to speak. I think it's maybe got to be Chase, but I only went with Brad just because he's had that luck, and even mm. if it's not he won it because of his own merit, he still won the he still won he the races. I have a three and a four for you. Okay. My three is Chase. I love what he's putting together this year. Had it not been for unnecessary pit stops and unfortunate incidents on the track, he would have more wins already. Thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. So I do like Chase. My fourth one is Ryan Blaney. I think he's he's been on he's been hot since coming back. I think he's having a great year also. I want to say Logano, but I do not like what I've seen out of this team since coming back from I the would break. Put, I would put him fifth right now. 
That's where I, that's where I would put, put Logano fifth. Uh, I would put Logano fifth right I would now. Too. I think that's very fair. Because, look, as much as I don't care for Logano, he's a championship driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thank he, you. He'll, he'll make something happen out of that car. It will. I, that, that car's too good. That car's been good since his Kurt Busch days. Uh, yeah, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it. Yeah, out. this weekend they can figure it out. Hopefully Peyton's right. I will say the only no. thing with Denny Hamlin, though, no, I'm we, actually going to red no. flag that. We, we we usually we usually don't want Peyton to be right. Like I love it. <laughs> we want her to be right on two things. Yeah. Logano winning and Kyle Busch not winning. Now, there, now. I'll take the last <laughs> one. The first one I don't really yeah. care for. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm actually going to green flag the Denny Hamlin one though. I know he's got the most wins. I know he's been looking dominant, but like you said, he had this kind of season last year. How'd that turn out? Not mm. too great. No championship. We, I, I love Denny Hamlin. I'm not a JGR guy, but I want to see Denny Hamlin get a championship. Stop it. Please I just no. don't. I like the guy. Mm-hmm. And ever since he wore that mask, <laughs> had his face on it, I, I just want to see him win more because it's funny to see him have that mask on. You like the guy. I kind of I don't like want the guy. more torture weekends. I'm tired of these Hamlin fans out here. Have you forgotten? I don't like them. Have, I just like him a little bit. Have you forgotten Martinsville? Because I sure haven't. I mean, sometimes I wish I had, but no, I didn't. I sure haven't. And then I, and then I was. I a, respect the guy for, you know, he said some. I respect him, but uh, I don't like the guy. <laughs> it's short Jack Grayson. It's short Jack Grayson. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah. But I, I just, like we said, Mm-mm. he just hasn't put together the playoff performances that make me confident that he is going to pull it off. Should he be the front runner? Yes, because he's got the wins and he's looking pretty dominant. He's got but the Kevin, Har- Kevin Harvick, I have to go with Kevin Harvick just because he's got the championship pedigree. He's got that. He's called the closer for a reason. And I just I feel like I can never count out Kevin Harvick winning a race any given Sunday and or he, Saturday. And he is really well at Phoenix. Yeah, that's his track. And, and I just don't feel like I can consistently say that about Denny Hamlin. Is he pulling off great performances? Absolutely. But I don't feel like any week I consistently say Denny Hamlin has a great chance to win this race. I always feel like Kevin Harvick consistently has a chance to win a race on any given Sunday. I agree. Peyton says, I've been telling Logan all year that Hamlin wins it all in Phoenix. <laughs> she has. Okay, now we're now we're only agreeing on two things. <laughs> she goes south on the quick. I can two tell out of three. Two out of three, that's good enough. Good enough. So we got two more, and then we'll get out of here. With 11, it's actually nine races to go. I messed up because I counted the all-star race because I'm an idiot. No, count it. Go ahead. <laughs> but with 11 races to go, are we going to have – will we have at least four new winners in the playoff cutoff? So it means that four out of nine races, you're going to have a new winner. You're going to red flag it or green flag it? Because I'm going to green flag it because I. it's been consistently the same people. I just – I don't see a situation where it happens. Not four, maybe three, but – I put four in there for a reason because I think that's just too many. So I'm going to green flag it. What do you say? I'm going to green flag it also. I, like you said, too many consistent winners. And the guys who have won are dominating the sport right now. Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Ryan Blaney's been consistent. He doesn't have the wins to back it up so much. But Chase Elliott, he's been well all year also. I mean, our key key winless drivers are Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, those two, Kyle Busch, I think he will be one of them to get in there eventually. Yeah. And get a win before the it's over. But and Jimmy Johnson, my only other one, I think he'll find a way to win and lock himself in that way. I I don't see really anybody else unless Daytona's going to be crazy. Indy's a crazy track too. Yeah. And the Glen, those are the only three that stand out to me as we can get potential first time winners. Are, are you talking in terms of regular season or yeah. entire season? Regular season. Regular. By playoff cutoff time, which is nine races from now, we will have four new winners, at least. I'm a red flag it. Really? I'm a red flag it. I just, this has been a wild year, and so I think I expect a wild finish, and especially because I think it's possible 
given lighter restrictions in this country, for better or worse, that we get back to practice and qualifying. And that's going to change the game. That's going to change a lot. Do you think we're getting back to practice and qualifying before the playoffs start? I think certain drivers are going to start demanding it. I, 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 especially Kyle Busch. I, I, I think yeah, that's what I'm especially saying. Especially that. I yeah. think I think I think guys like Kyle Busch, Matt Kenseth has never been afraid to be outspoken in his own sort, kind of snarky, sarcastic way. Yeah. I think there's guys that go, can we? Because really, I gotta tell you, I don't understand why we can't have it. It's one lap of qualifying. Yeah. yeah. At least qualifying. The, the, I, yeah, I'm gonna. I I I am. I'm really on the fence. I'm confident about three. I'm not. I'm not extremely so confident about four. Because I, I mean, you got you got to think about it. Daytona is definitely in the mix because anything can happen. Much like Talladega, mm-hmm. anything can happen at that track. So that has to be a track where you have to consider. There's probably going to be a new winner. So, but I mean, some of the other tracks. We got. I, I think I think we get a new winner this weekend. We got Indy. It's very possible. We got Indy, Kentucky, Texas, Kansas, New Hampshire, Michigan. I think Texas and or Texas and Kansas will definitely breed possibly some new winners too. We got and, and don't it, sleep on New Hampshire. That tends to be a wild kind of a. It's another strategy be, right there, Chad. Yeah, Loudon tends to be a little interesting. Don't sleep on a guy like Clint Boyer around that, that that race. But I think or, especially the tracks where you get speed and not strategy, that's where you may potentially see some of these new winners because it's going to come all down to speed. Yeah, strategy is going to play into it, but speed is key in some of those tracks. But yeah, I'm going to red flag it. I'm going to I'm going to take four. All right, and the last one I'm going to give you guys, and then we'll get out of here, is of those drivers that you think are going to win at the playoff cutoff, is a rookie going to be one of them? Red flag or green flag? I'm going to red flag it. I think Tyler Reddick, even though I gave him the kiss of death, is going to pull off a win at one of these tracks. I'm going to green flag it. I don't think a rookie gets a W this year. I I just don't. uh, Pardon me. Pardon me. You know what? You know what? I am gonna red flag it. I, I am gonna red flag it. I got I got Reddick in mind before he, the right, playoffs. Right now, right now, he's got to be my favorite for Daytona. He's shown some possibilities. He for, ran well at Talladega. He's, well. he's shown some possibilities. Cause keep in mind, his first start was at Daytona last year when he was mm-hmm. still running, and he got like an eighth place finish. Don't sleep on Tyler Reddick. That's a wild card race. Yeah. I am going to green flag it. I don't see a rookie winning. My only chance for a rookie winning would be Daytona, like we just talked about, where anybody can win. Cole Custer could get up there and win that race. John Hunter Nemechek, he ran, he's ran well. He had a great run at Talladega a few weeks ago. And had a very respectful run at Daytona. In he did. Mm-hmm. So my prediction would be between Tyler Reddick or John Hunter Nemechek at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't really see it. I think we're coming to tracks that drivers who dominate are going to shine. It's weird. I think that I think that Reddick and John Hunter have the best shot overall because of Daytona. Agree. Mm-hmm. But of the of the normal quote unquote tracks, I think Christopher Bell's got the best shot. He just he just knows how. Because keep in mind, Matt Benedetto in that car got that second place finish last year at Bristol. Got that got that fourth mm-hmm. place. So uh, I think I think Reddick is a, like I said, he's probably my current favorite for Daytona. It's yeah. a long ways off. We'll see. But we also have the Glen coming up. That, that gets a little wild. Does it does. I mean, that would be my second choice. Is anything really can and does happen at the Glen? So those are the two races that stood out to me. I and don't. They almost are back to back. They are. I don't see it personally happening, but there is. I'm not going to count it out 100. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. But we yeah, will I'm, see what happens. I'm going I'm to red flag it. You're going to green flag it. What are you going to do? I am going to uh, red flag it. I think it does happen. Because I think Tyler Reddick is going to find a way, especially in those last three races. I just I have a good feeling about one of those three, Dover, Watkins, or Daytona. I think he's got a good shot. They've pulled off some pretty incredible performances lately. He's, he's getting up there. I know, I again, I placed the kiss of death on him a little bit, but I, I just I feel really confident about that 18. So that's all I got, fellas. You guys had fun. I've had a great time. I had a blast. Great to great to get the get the band officially together here. That's right, first time ever. Absolutely, great to do it. Um, We've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. I hope everybody's enjoyed it. I know we had some technical difficulties there, but 
hey, we made the most of it. Mm -hmm. Rain did not rain on this parade. And just a note, it will be up on Spotify later today for for anyone that wants to go back and listen to it all incomplete. Absolutely. Uh, we'll cut out a few of those technical difficulties and a few of those gripes <laughs> for, for sure beforehand. <laughs> so, But yes, we will. It'll be on Spotify later today, so keep an eye out for that. Yep. But you guys have been listening to the Red Flag Podcast. I am Hot Wheels over there as Mr. Logani to my right is the king of the hill. I hope you guys have enjoyed spinning your wheels, changing gears, and burning that rubber with us. Be here next week, Friday, on our normal time mm -hmm. from 11.30 to, to 12.30. Things are going to go back to normal, even though we're not. No but, uh, you know, we Ooh. still are going to burn that rubber, spin those wheels, change those gears, and wave the red flag here on the Red Flag Podcast. <laughs>